and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I am your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And today on the show, we're going to talk about should you buy that house down the street? Now, I've got a little story to tell you. My um, when, I, when I first started uh, working actually as a, as a service provider, I initially worked um, for a service provider for Andrew's company, which is how we met. And when I started um, being involved um, in, in property investment, uh, I, I got talking to my mother-in-law and she said, oh, I've been thinking about, about property investment. Uh, I, I'm thinking maybe I should just buy buy that house down the street that's that's for sale. And uh, and the the suburb that they're based in, the average property price must be about $1.5, $1.8 million. It's in a really nice suburb in Auckland. <laughs> and uh, and the house down the street might have been going for $1.2 million. And uh, she, she'd never listen to what I actually say. Uh, she's probably hopefully not listening to this um, in that case. Otherwise, I'll be getting a real clip around the ears. Um, and, and, and I... And I said, look, it's, I know that it's definitely not going to be uh, a particularly good investment if you drop 1.2 mil on, on, a, on a property and attempt to make it as a rental, particularly because, because uh, a whole heap of existing uh, properties in the area. So why is it, Andrew, that you shouldn't just go and purchase the, the property down the street? After all, it's in, a, it's in a great area if that's where we live. So this is what, probably one of the most common mistakes that I see that uh, a DIY investor compared to a professional investor will make and um, I guess it's because um, we we do what we know is true for us and so um, you know we've Let's say we take a, an average client of ours. They might be forty-five to fifty-five, and and they've lived in a few houses now, and they've built up to their 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 prime house, or or you know you know one of their houses that they've lived in for a long time, maybe raised the family, and so in their opinion, it's a great area. Um, it's got good schools. Um, it's it's a place where people like them will want to live, which is all well and good. But it's probably um, taken them a long time to build up the equity to be able to afford to live there. Now, let's take that property for example. So a $1.2 million house, what else could you do with that money? Um, you might be able to buy three properties at 400k or, or two properties at 600k and and spread that risk a little bit more and 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 know that you don't have to find one tenant because um, you know if you if you have one property that's vacant, you've got a hundred percent vacancy, that's pretty scary. Whereas if you've got three at four hundred thousand and one vacant you know obviously the top up might be a lot less than if you've just got a 1.2 million dollar debt and I, I understand that people apply their knowledge to the property market but it's it's really important that we take a step back and we just look at the numbers um, so my advice to property investors is always aim for the middle of the market always aim for that affordable part in the bell curve where you've got the majority of tenants and also you've got the majority of people when you go to sell that property again and again you, you don't want to be buying a rubbish property but you don't also want to be buying at that top end either because say that 1.2 million dollar property rented for 600 700 dollars a week there's going to be a significant top up if you're borrowing that money and if you're not borrowing that money um, spread that deposit across multiple properties and I suppose the other thing is you might think oh well we might be able to if we buy in this area that we live in we'll be able to get tenants like us well Depending on where you buy, that might not be true because people like you might already have a, a high incidence of home ownership, so they might not be actually in the rental market. Let me give you an example. So I had some friends a couple of years ago when I was a bit younger, uh, and there were five of them. They banded together, and they were able to rent out uh, this mansion in Parnell. 
And so you had five young professionals, 22 to 26, all renting this big house in a really nice area. Now, why were they able to do it relatively cheaply? Because people don't rent in big five-bedroom houses in Parnell. The people who can afford $1,000 a week and rent are the sorts of people who are going to buy their own houses anyway. The people who are going to rent are going to be those younger people, uh, potentially young professionals who like to party or not, perhaps not as party a lot, perhaps not as clean as as as, um, as you might like it to be if you're going to buy a $2 million house and attempt to put it out as a rental. So you may not be able to get tenants who are like you. So that, that kind of, um, that, that's almost a bit of a myth in the market. And just following on from that DIY mentality as well, um, often people do this because they have this, uh, this, imaginary thing that they're going to save on property management and they're going to be able to just manage it themselves. Oh, and drive, drive by it. Back. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. Tenants are probably not going to look after the property as well as you do or as well as you'd like. And, and they might, you know, it might not be detrimental to the house that that lawn hasn't been mowed in a week or a couple of weeks. But all of a sudden, if that's going to nick you in the head and you're going to worry at night because those tenants haven't done that, that's going to force you to sell earlier than you ought to. So the true secret of property investment is hold for as long as possible. And if it becomes hard, if it concerns you, if it costs you too much, you'll sell earlier than you ought to. And that's a sure way to either lose money or lose potential money in the future. And so my advice is keep it separate, keep it professional, look at the numbers and give it to someone else to manage. Forget about this DIY mentality because no one wants to have a wonky deck. You employ a builder to come and do it, you get a professional to manage your property. And just before we wrap up as well, the other um, drawback of investing down the street is that your all of your eggs are literally in one basket. So if you're all invested in, uh, let's pick a suburb, in Glen Innes in Auckland, you live there because that's where your, where your, your home is and your investment properties are there. If the Glen Innes market goes particularly bad because of poor infrastructure decisions or, or whatever, um, the, then all of your eggs are in Glen Innes. However, we see a lot of our clients, they might be based in Auckland, but then will invest in Wellington and Christchurch. Now, that spreads their risk because if the Auckland market's doing particularly bad, uh, but the Wellington and Christchurch markets are doing okay, then they're not, they're not as, um, they're not doing as badly as if everything was in a declining market. So that's the other benefit of, of not buying down the street. But the other thing I'll mention is don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And if you do want to learn about property in person with Andrew and I, do come along to one of our live seminars, which are around the country in October 2019. Now, these free property investment and first home buying seminars, we've got uh, one of each in each city. They're going to be in Auckland, Christchurch, Wellington, Queenstown. So if you want to register for those, go to opuspartners.co.nz. That's O-P-E-S partners.co.nz to register to get your free ticket. But until next time, we should make this the Oprah's anthem. How amazing would that be? Thank you for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I am your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And we're going to be back tomorrow with more strategies, insight and tactics to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. 